This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to the Corridor Digital Podcast. Once again, we're back. Nico and I sit down here today with WWE superstar Xavier Woods, also known as Austin Creed. He's a wonderful person and he is a huge nerd. We had a ton of fun talking about everything from video games to anime to wrestling. Um, And we also talked about more deeper things like how to take control of your own life and the things that he's done that have brought him success in doing just that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy an interesting conversation because it's about to get started here on the Corridor Digital Podcast. So did you get into Final Fantasy fourteen like right when it came out when it was kind of janky or did you wait for like the patches for them to fix it? So I wasn't a MMO, MMO guy at all. Uh, that's pretty much because my room, one of my roommates in college actually dropped out of college our senior year because world of warcraft consumed him like he couldn't do an all things in moderation situation he <laughs> cut class told his teachers that he had pneumonia he uh his girlfriend broke up with him because he just locked himself in his room and played wow and like we couldn't we couldn't understand it we just came home one day and there was a note like hey guys i had to leave because i was like failing out i was on like academic probation for something what are you doing how <laughs> so i was like i don't i can't do this because I'm, I'm very addictive when it comes to certain games and stuff and so anyway um one of my friends had played 11 and was like, oh, this is it. And I'm like, oh, I, I can't. I have bad memories of MMOs. And then uh, Final Fantasy 14 dropped on PS4. And I was like, okay, well, I'm in a game hole right now. I need to play. And it's like a free 30-day trial. Like, let me just see. And then within like, I don't know, three days, I realized that a bunch of people that I knew played. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then it's like, well, here's my $15 a month or whatever it is. And um and it's been, uh, yeah, so since it dropped on PS4, I played. So I, I guess I played consecutively for maybe maybe a year, year and a half, and then kind of took a break. And then, like, some of the expansions came out. And I've just recently, in the past, like, month or so, gotten back into it. But it's one of those things, like, once you're in, like, I've been playing pretty much, I don't know, I've probably given it, like, five, six hours a week. And that's, like, on top of, like, all the other stuff that I'm mm-hmm. doing. So, like, I'll take, like, two or three nights and be like, okay, not sleeping tonight because I'm playing Final <laughs> Fantasy. It's like, okay, yeah, we'll be fine. Like last night. Yes, 100%. So last night, uh, the Blue Mage stuff dropped. And so uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff, a lot more stuff on Twitch now. So uh, What's your Twitch channel? This is your chance to play. My Twitch it. channel is twitch.tv slash Austin Creed, uh, which is different from my uh, YouTube channel, which is up, up, down, down. So that is technically under my WWE umbrella uh, of things that I like to create while I'm there. And the Twitch is just kind of another thing on the side, which donations are being taken because uh, <laughs> I'm make, trying to create a uh, video game studio. Oh, so cool, I want to eh? create mobile games. And so oh, all the money cool. that comes from anything that happens on Twitch, whether it's donations, subscriptions, whatever, goes right into the fund for the uh, video game studio. Can you share any of your ideas for games on here? Yeah, definitely. Still, yeah, definitely. So the biggest idea that we have. So um, if you played the Raw vs. Smackdown games back in the day, like 2006, mm-hmm. 2007, there was a thing called GM mode. So where you were the general manager of the show. So you didn't yeah. actually play the matches. You just, you you drafted your roster, then you booked the shows against someone else booking the shows. And so 
Um, I used to live with one of the other guys on the roster named Tyler Breeze. And randomly one day when I hooked up my stuff, he's like, oh, SmackDown versus Raw 2006. And I was like, yeah, I really love GM mode. And he's like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> so this was in like, I don't know, maybe 2013, 2014. So we would just play at the house and we loved it. And so fast forward to with the YouTube channel, we've been going for like two and a half, three years. And I was like, you know what? We should play GM mode on the channel. And he's like, no one's going to watch that. And I was like, yeah, I know, but it'll be really fun for us. And now at this point, we're like six, eight months deep and like people love it. Really? Yeah. So, and it's just, it's nonsense because it's, it's mainly just us arguing with each other. Uh, and he's currently winning right now, which very much upsets me. But what, <laughs> what I want to grow to is having a general manager game, essentially. Mm. So it's kind of like, like the same idea as like Words with Friends. Like you take your turn, send your friend notifications, their turn. Yeah. You guys go back and forth booking the show. Um, you can send like messages and like videos to each other. Like, oh, I'm going to crush you this week. Like <laughs> stuff like that. But since WWE is such a large organization, um, they do a lot of stuff in-house. They do mostly everything in-house. And so I feel like I'm kind of, I'm the bridge between like wrestling and gaming for, for WWE. And so what I want to do is create these mobile games and take the WWE license and like the names and the looks and everything that other outside sources can't use and make these games. So obviously GM mode, so that's a wrestling based game. But then I want to take those likenesses and personalities that people already know and love or hate, whichever one, uh, and make games that have nothing to do with wrestling. Mm. So we take... Uh, a Final Fantasy type game. So it's like, oh, Final Fantasy 15 expansion. And now you can play with like Samoa Joe on your team. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but he's not talking about anything wrestling. He's not doing wrestling stuff. Like you just, there's his face and his likeness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I feel like if I can kind of break through that barrier of getting that to start going, then maybe it'll open up WWE to more more types of games, especially like in the esports realm. Yeah. We have a wrestling game, but it's not, it's not an esports game. It's more of like a wrestling simulation. And I'm looking for like a wrestling arcade game, like the ones on 64 back mm -hmm. in the day. Yeah, like everybody loved those. So. Yeah, and I will ramble. So just just cut me off and ask a different question because I'll just I'll just keep going. <laughs> well, I got a question for you. Like, your colleagues are they are they as into video games as you are? are? You like this one outlier? Like everybody else is like practicing for the show and getting ready, and you're like just off in the corner on your Switch. Like, what's oh. what's the balance here? Oh no, everybody's in. Yeah, pretty much everybody's in. Everybody's got something going on. Uh, it used to be cards. So people used to play Rummy all the time. Hmm. And now it's just changed from cards to video games. And there are days where you walk in the locker room and it looks like an arcade. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, I would say, so before me, there was a guy, Shelton Benjamin, and he was the one who would bring video games around. And then it kind of went away. And then I showed up on the roster and I was like, I need to be playing something. <laughs> and so like at the time I had like a Microsoft Surface and I just had Steam running on it. And oh. I'd play like the old school like Tales RPGs and like, okay, here's something. And then I got a games case and would bring that around. Oh. And then people started playing Madden. And I was like, oh, this is how I get people in. Okay, yeah. here we go. <laughs> so then got people into like Street Fighter and now everybody's like deep into Tekken. We just really? had we just had Lil Majin come to SmackDown. He's like the third best Tekken player in the world. He got third in Evo last year. And mm. So it's cool because like everyone was excited that this guy from the fighting game community was coming to SmackDown backstage to play Tekken with us. And so Tekken like, seems like such an obscure fighting game to get into dude, with everybody. Ah, we love it. It's so <laughs> good. For us, it's like it's like our favorite fighting game. It's so good. I used to get lost in that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. And then like the bowling. They have Tekken bowling. <laughs> so like it, there's so many fun things to do. Um but yeah, everybody everybody pretty much loves them, whether they like sports games or fighting games, strategy games, like what have you. Uh I I think that I'm I'm just the one who uh I don't know is, is out there like trying to meld the worlds the most, but yeah. everybody's playing games. Yeah, that's interesting. What are your top five games at the moment? 
Oh, top five games. I actually, I actually, so top five lists are very important to me. So I have like in my note, in my phone that I just turned off, I have my top five like songs, my top five games, but like I'll shuffle them so I can answer these questions. Um, what What's the order? So Mario Kart Double Dash is my favorite game of all time. Okay. GameCube. Uh, I don't know why they haven't remade that. They remastered all this other stuff, yeah. but we can't get another Double Dash. <laughs> um, and then second is Nights into Dreams on Sega mm. Saturn. Um, third is this game called Mischief Makers on Mischief N64. Makers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then fourth is uh, River City Ransom and regular Nintendo game and then Mega Man 5. Okay, so a lot of like retro games on there. Yeah, yeah which is like, because I feel like uh, with how fun those games are, plus the nostalgia on them, like it's hard to it's hard to beat that stuff. But I am, there is one creeping in that's like, uh, came out last year. It's called Electronauts. Oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> It's so good. If you don't know Electronauts, have you have you played it? No. Okay, so you you've played it. That mm-hmm. is. So yeah. you're essentially a DJ, and so like they have all these songs that are, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that are actual songs, but you get to kind of replace what goes where. So they have like all of the notes, and you can kind of just play along, and then you can record your little riff. Then you add another one, add another, one, and then you add the vocals, add the bass. And so you're just recreating this music, and it's like, I don't know. Like you said, you get lost in tech, and like I get lost in that because it's all VR. And so you're just in this world and this music is playing and it's just like super chill. And uh, there's no there's no objective. It's just to, it's just to play around kind of like sandbox okay. music yeah. type game. And that's that's I'll say that's number six. OK, there we go. It's creeping in. That's good. OK, uh, that's a good list. That's a really good list. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I approve of your list. I just wanted to, I just want everybody to like me. <laughs> <laughs> is it weird? Like, is it weird playing a video game that you're in? Oh, like, yeah. is that really surreal? Oh, yeah. yeah. So the first time uh, that you like see yourself in the game, it's like wait, I didn't have to create myself. This is awesome. <laughs> like, oh, I got all these moves. This Some developer so had to do it. Like, yeah. It's like, wow. They come, you come in and there's like, uh, they put you in this little room with all these cameras around and they take pictures of you from like every angle so they can try to have everything as, as accurate as can be. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. But oddly enough, now that I'm in the game, I don't play with myself. Play. Well, okay. well, anyway, I don't play as myself. Yeah, Still definitely playing with myself. Uh, yeah, don't, don't play as myself. Now that I'm in the game, it's weird. Why is that? Uh, I think it's because when I would make myself in these games, I made what little kid Austin thought he was going to be in wrestling. And that's more fun to me because mm. it's like a fantasy thing. As we're like, if I play <clears> as myself in the game, like, well, I do that in real life. So like, I, I got that covered. I, 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 know, I know how that guy works. I'm, yeah. I'm this guy over here. Hmm. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things about the some of the N64 wrestling games mm-hmm. was creating your own character. And yeah, man, I, we uh, my my parents didn't let us have uh, video game consoles when we were growing up. Oh no! But but they used to they used to go out of town and like for a weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. and they'd rent one for us. Oh, that's <laughs> and, a good weekend. And, and yeah. me and my brother literally did not leave the TV like the whole time, and we would just play <laughs> the game. Literally, like they'd leave, we'd turn it on, and then they'd come back, <laughs> and we'd close it up and put it back in the box and sit there. <laughs> that was it. That's awesome. So I know what you're saying about. Is that the, because uh, what, what, Blockbuster would let you yep. rent? With yeah, consoles? they used to yeah. let you rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just saw someone had a, uh, 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 like the rental box for a virtual boy. Really? I was like, this is insane. For those of you who don't know, Blockbuster was a place where you had to go to rent video games <laughs> or VHS tapes, as we used to call them. Back in the days of physical media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, bringing up this uh, playing as yourself in a video game versus not playing yourself, uh brings up a topic that actually Jake wanted to talk about that I think would be really fascinating, which is talking about personas, mm-hmm. creating a persona 
being that persona, creating a new persona, being that persona. It's a very unique skill to have. Um, and it's one that you clearly possess. You know, you have Xavier Woods, you have Xavier Creed, you have Austin Woods, you have yourself also beneath all this. You, um, you mixed them, Nico. But sorry, yes, not Xavier, you got it all Xavier right. Creed. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, you you got Xavier <laughs> Woods, you got Austin Creed, and then obviously yourself, right? Yeah. So when you're creating personas, how do you, where a where does that come from? You yeah. know, I, I noticed that you have a background in psychology uh-huh. and in philosophy, even, mm-hmm. and so, so where does that come from, and how does it? You know, do you ever feel like? there isn't a blend between persona and real life or is um so for for me i feel like i've gotten pretty lucky with it so as opposed to like let's say someone like like the undertaker yeah like he's not really dead (laughs) 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 like there's 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 like a disconnect or not a disconnect but like in his real life like he's not gonna be walking around with like this sweet like deathly armor and like these purple gloves and yeah hat and tombstoning you to hell <laughs> right as we're like xavier woods of the new day who talks about video games and loves video games and legitimately plays trombone and loves unicorns like you play trombone oh yeah i've been, okay. I've been playing trombone since i was in sixth grade okay but on nice. tv you only get a couple of notes when they, when they want a full concert they got to come up off some money so, <laughs> uh but yeah i i've been lucky especially like with kofi and e we've just literally been ourselves and so uh something that you get told a lot in wrestling is like the best uh, gimmicks, quote unquote, insider baseball, <laughs> the best characters come from when it's you turned up to 11. Yeah. If you can take whatever thing about your personality that you enjoy, that you know will come through a camera when people are watching, like you crank that up as hard as you can and that's what's gonna sell. Right. Because lots of us, I mean, we obviously go through all the gamuts of emotions, happiness, sadness, what have you. But when you can take that and amplify it to the point where you're not just feeling it, but other people are feeling it. Not feeling it for you, they're feeling it themselves. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you've really tapped into where you're gonna become successful, I think, in, in sports entertainment, pro wrestling. Um, but yeah, with New Day, we're just, we're literally ourselves. So there, there's really like not a, not a time where you have to like turn it off because like you can't, you can't turn yourself off. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Um, we're just loud and obnoxious and, I remember the first time I saw you guys, I, I was like, wow, this is ridiculous. But it was so ridiculous. You guys had taken it so far that I had to love it. You know, it, it was, man, like, I think you guys came out in a cereal box. Oh, uh, yeah. Like the Bootios cereal box. Uh-huh. Came out of a cereal box with uh, Saiyan armor on. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it's, uh, the whole thing of what we do is we try to make it, what would we like? If we weren't wrestling, we were still fans who were coming to the shows, what would we want to see right now in our in our 30s? Yeah. What would make us laugh? What would, what would entertain us? Well, we all grew up in that era of like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and everybody's like a badass, you know? So like that's kind of the archetype that we all saw. And we're like, oh, I want to be these guys. So on the show now, we ran into the problem of like, there's like 30, 40 dudes who want to be the badass. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, well, it's a Raw's a three-hour show. SmackDown's two hours. And NXT is two hours. And then there's like a pay-per-view on Sunday, which is like anywhere between like four and 19 hours. Right. So you have to figure out, well, if everyone is doing the same thing, it's not going to be interesting to the fans once you get deeper into the show. So like, well, what can we do that's different? It's like, well, in real life, I'm I'm not like a super tough guy. <laughs> um, I just want to play video games. And like, I oddly know a lot about unicorns. And I really like King Arthur and Ninja Turtles. Like, how can we incorporate that? It's like, 
right. then we had New Day. <laughs> so I think it's more of a, um, it's more of like a, a breath of fresh air for people. Like when we first started doing, because it's like, okay, cool. Here's a break in some of the stuff that we've been seeing lately. And I think that since that started, there's been a lot more variety on the show. Not saying that we were the ones to like start this revolution of variety in the show, but um, I think it was good that that we jumped into that lane because then I feel like a, a lot of other people got a lot more confident in what they were doing and put a lot more of themselves into it, which I think helped a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of nonsense. It's a <laughs> lot of nonsense. And it's, and it's it literally exactly what I wanted to be doing from the time I was a little kid because my favorite wrestler is a guy who went by the name of Flash Funk. Uh, he was also Too Cold Scorpio in ECW. He's like, um, if you don't know him, I know he's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, like he's a big dude, but... Uh, Scorpio? Yeah, Too Cold Scorpio. Yeah. Um, but he would come out like dancing and stuff. And when he was in WWE, he had the funkette. So he was like, I don't know, he dressed like, for lack of a better term, he dressed like an 80s pimp. And he was just <laughs> dancing with these girls. And then he'd come out and when the bell rang, he could do all this crazy acrobatic stuff. Like he could do like front flips, back flips, handsprings, like everything. And it's like, no, you're way too big to be doing this. And so for <laughs> me, he was like the epitome of being able to like dance and have fun and have everybody kind of like, oh, cool. Here's a fun, jovial guy. Yeah. And then when the bell rang, like, oh, wow, he's a serious wrestler. Because a lot of times if you engage in the dancing ridiculous stuff, then people can't take you seriously. And it's a lot harder for them to kind of be into your matches because they know you. It's like, oh, you're the funny guy. You're the haha guy. You're, you're not going to win a match, but I'll, I'll still kind of like you and cheer for you a little bit when you come out. Uh, so to walk that fine line, like I always loved that. So that's kind of what I'd always been searching for my, my whole career because, like I said, I never wanted to be that super tough guy because that's – I'm I'm like five nine on a good day, like two oh five. Like I'm I'm not a big person. I'm one of the smaller guys on the roster. And so I know like that's not the role that I'm going to be able to play on the show. But okay. in the role of New Day, I can do exactly what I need to do and be just as big personality wise as anybody else on the show. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you feel like that separating your putting yourself in a different lane than some of the other people has has given you more success within the WWE or in your career generally? 100%. 100%. I feel like um, it's like we're all trying to get to the same place. But let's say the 405 is backed up. Yeah. So I know back roads, and I'll get there a lot faster than you guys. You guys still might make it, but it's going to take you a lot longer, and you're going to be uh, uh, much more uh, stress on your car. Yeah. going to put more emissions into the air. It's just <laughs> bad for the planet. Mm-hmm. Just find a new lane. Find a new lane and get down there because that's that's the whole goal is – I would say for a lot of us, just trying to be as successful as possible in our careers. Success looks different for a lot of different people. For me, success was or is just having a good time at work, having fun, being able to have people smile and be excited when we come out. For instance, like we went to, like we go to like Japan, we go to Germany, just went to um, uh, like Kuala Lumpur. And there were people there who were like, oh, Xavier Woods. And it's like, why do you know my name? Like, <laughs> I'm just like a random nerdy dude from Georgia. Like, you shouldn't know who I am. So it's a very, like, humbling thing. So uh, even more on top of that, they're not talking to me about wrestling. They're talking to me about video games. Yeah. And so to me, like, that's, that's success, being able to surpass, like, the life goal that I had of becoming a professional wrestler on television to, okay, well, I also, my, my goals were be a pro wrestler or make video games. And it's like, okay, well... I'm a pro wrestler and now I'm bleeding into this video game world. And now people are more recognizing me as Austin Creed because of like the YouTube channel and doing stuff like this, like podcasts, going to stuff like PAX. And uh, like I go to Dragon Con every year, just do a ton of cosplay stuff. So people are, are starting to see that side of me a lot more and being able to relate to that, which then again 
can bring them to wrestling if they don't like it already. So mm-hmm. if there's someone listening to this who doesn't necessarily watch WWE anymore because they got made fun of in high school, so they quit watching it, whatever, that stuff's for kids. And it's like, oh, people still watch wrestling? I hear that so much. People still watch wrestling? <laughs> like, yeah, it's one of the largest like things of uh, uh, entertainment venues on the planet. Yeah. And so uh, I've gotten a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, I fell off, but I, I listened to you on this podcast, and I didn't realize like that wrestling had changed so much. And they've come back to wrestling, and they love it again. So it's very cool to see that mixture because for me, it's just a Venn diagram of like gamers, wrestling fans, and in the middle, like I'm trying to stretch that as much as humanly possible because we're all the same kind of nerd. You know what I mean? We all got made fun of and we are the ones who like persevered through getting made fun of and all the, the BS. And now everything that we like, everyone on the earth thinks is so cool and they want to be a part of it. And it's like, yeah, you guys can come in. You know what you did to us, but you can still come in because we, we have no hate here. But I just want to bring the the, the nerddoms together. <laughs> That's very very noble. <laughs> uh, so I'm a huge like action movie buff. I mm-hmm. love stunts, especially like physical stunts, like old martial arts movies. I love. So Jackie Chan. Yeah, classic yeah. Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Donnie Yen, all those guys. Um, funny story. You and Sonya Firefox were actually hosting, I think, like the Video Game Awards or something like that. Yeah. When we debuted Nerf John Wick. Um, oh my God! Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was in tears watching that. <laughs> oh my God, I'm taking all the guns and the headshots and stuff. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I've always had this like fascination with like the job of, of stunts and physical acting and taking hits, you know, for entertainment and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, you know, I want to ask you, you know, wrestling is obviously super physical and, you know, very, it can be very hard on your body. And mm-hmm. like when you're, when you're doing a match and you take a hard hit, like, what what's the recovery like after that? Like how do you how do you keep yourself in shape and functioning and recover from getting out there getting the crap kicked out of you? Uh, you just you just kind of do it. <laughs> so I've been wrestling uh, I think fifteen years in September. Wow! I think if my math's right, fourteen or fifteen years in September because uh, I started right out of high school. Hmm. But it's something like you have to be like kind of I guess like a masochist to want to wrestle because it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good at all, but there's just something about that, uh, like you said, that physical activity and doing that in front of people, a crowd that appreciates it, and being able to understand how to tell a story through physicality and have people understand it and go, okay, well, this is the bad guy. This is the good guy. Oh my God, I want the good guy to win so much. Or like being able to evoke those kinds of emotions, that kind of keeps you going because there have been times where, and we're not trying to like obliterate each other out there because we're doing this five sometimes like six nights a week sometimes we'll go on overseas tours where we're in the uk bouncing around for uh two two and a half weeks and we got shows every single day we'll come right back to the states do two more shows go home for two days and we're right back out again because like we were saying earlier like there's there's, there's no off season yeah so people say like oh you know it's like uh you know like football or baseball or basketball like well they and hats off to them because it's not easy to do any type of of physical sport like that for for a job um like they have the off season to be able to recover Mm-hmm. take this three months to like get massages do your yoga stretching like whatever it is to try to recoup your body for the next season because you have to prepare like we don't have that like after our biggest show of the year wrestlemania which you can catch on the wwe network for only 9.99 a month <laughs> get it. first month's free i believe um you uh the night after wrestlemania we have a show mm, the and night after yeah we have raw because people come from literally all over the world i think it's something like 260 countries people come from to see wrestlemania and so they'll come in and they come in for like a week because we have access, which is essentially like a, 
it's like a wrestling convention essentially. Hmm. So we have that throughout the whole week. There's signings. There's like, uh, I think we might do like a pancake breakfast at this, this <laughs> WrestleMania. Um, the people are there. They come from Japan, Malaysia, all over. So they're there from like Thursday, they go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And also, sorry, let me back up. So whatever city WrestleMania is in, tons of other wrestling organizations will come and have shows in that town because tons of wrestling fans are there. So like, if you're a wrestling fan, you go to that town because it's, it's wrestlers holiday. You know what I mean? There's so much stuff to do. And so people will be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday is WrestleMania or sorry, Saturday is NXT, which is a huge show. Sunday is WrestleMania, which is like seven hours now. Then Monday is raw. Then Tuesday is SmackDown. And then we go home for two days and then we'll go out to do shows like Friday. And so yeah. it's just, it's a constant thing, constant. Um, but to the, to the question of how do you deal with being hit? You just kind of do it and you might come back. Like you might catch somebody an accident a little more than you meant to, or you might be a little too fired up. But uh, like if I, if I accidentally popped you, you pop me back and we're, we're even. <laughs> uh, but it's a, like I said, where you leave like your drama at the door. So like if you and I had a situation, once we go through the curtain, we are professionals first and foremost, because I'm giving you my body. You're giving me your body. Any, any beef that we have completely squashed right before we go out there. Uh, because we know like there's, what we're doing is bigger than us, mm-hmm. it's bigger than whatever issue we might have. And like any other job, there's people you like, people you don't like, people you hang out with, people you don't. Um, but we're all there for one common goal and everyone puts that above anything else. All right. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like we went uh, last year with John Carl. He took us behind the scenes yeah. with Brian. Mm-hmm. Man, at that point after I just. I just put a pin in the. I just put a pin in the whole situation. I just said WWE is the, one of the one of the, if not the greatest, um, moving shows, <laughs> traveling shows on Earth. Yeah, it's, on the planet. I think yeah. since Barnum and Bailey isn't doing anything anymore, I think we're the biggest. Yeah, traveling show. yeah. it's got to be. Yeah. Um, well, this is a good segue uh, into your your question was a good segue into my next question, which is someone of your athleticism probably could have done any sport. Mm-hmm. I would. Oh well, thank you. I would say. <laughs> um, so, you know, the 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 one thing about wrestling is that it's not just an athletic competition; mm. it's entertainment. And so, in this entertaining side of it, you can't necessarily always choose your own destiny as mm. you could in a sport like baseball or. You know, I guess you're still on a team. Yeah. You know, you're still hinged to whatever the team does, but but that sense of uh, athletic accomplishment being directly tied to how successful you are in the sport mm. is not obviously the same as other sports in the WWE. So have you felt, um, I guess any, have you experienced that in any way? And if so, you know, what have you done or tried to do to, to change mm. that? Um, so I guess I would say that I felt that before we started new day, because like you said, so in any other sport, it's like, okay, uh, your success is measured by like, okay, did you guys win the Super Bowl? Did you win the World Series? And it's different for us because it's um, essentially so talking about action movies. Like if I got a role to be in a Jackie Chan movie and I'm not the star, I'm like bad guy A. Like I'm not mad about that. I'm stoked because yeah. I'm part of a Jackie Chan movie. This is dope. So it's the same thing in WWE. Um, you might not be the person who has the ball right now, but you are part of the show to make sure that that person becomes elevated enough so that we can create stories. We can create emotional content for people that are watching that. So then when it is your turn, if you reach that level, mm-hmm. people will be there to do that for you. Um, 
But I guess I would say that I felt that, like I said before, we started New Day because um, I had been with the company since 2010 and um, I was in uh, the developmental area and I wasn't on the main roster yet. Finally got to the main roster, wasn't really doing anything. And at this point, I felt like, you know, I'd been wrestling long enough where I trusted my instincts and um, I had I'd been in like a, like mentally not in a good place. Um, and so uh, I was just kind of, uh, just downtrodden, just kind of complaining about everything all the time. And then one of my friends, I'll never forget this. He uh, he just told me he's like, you know what? I'm I'm really tired of you complaining about everything. And I was like, you know, when someone like is real with you, you kind of like get defensive for a second. And you're like, yeah. what? And he's like, no, listen. He's like, you've been complaining about the same stuff for like three years. Shut up and do something about it. So that's when it kind of hit me, like, oh, I I should just quit quit whining. And actually, like, make a move rather than kind of waiting for things to happen. Just say, rather than saying, like, "Hey, hello, I have arrived for work. I would like to do a good job, please." Like, <laughs> kick in the door and say, "This is what I want to do." <laughs> if you don't want to do that, then I'll roll. So, um, it's kind of a, a thing of like betting on yourself. And so that's when I approached uh, E and Kofi and was like, "Hey, I got this idea. I want to do this." Kofi, obviously, already established one of the most decorated humans to ever come through WWE. Um, he had just come off being, I think, uh, Intercontinental Champion, and I hadn't done anything but got beat up by a ton of people. I'd been there for <laughs> a few months. And so my thought was, um, I have this idea for this group. I want to try it out. If it doesn't work and it just fails, like that's on me, and I shouldn't be here because my idea didn't work. Because that would prove to me that I don't know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. and I should be doing something else. I should go and use my degree. I should start working with some psychologists and just talk to people about their problems. Um and then, and then luckily it, it worked out. And, um, when we, when they let us make the group, we were, we were good guys for the industry terms. We were baby faces, <laughs> uh, and we thought we should be bad guys, heels. And so, um, after a while, some things happened and people were chanting like new day sucks. And it's like, okay, yes, cool. They'll let us like turn a corner and we can be bad guys now. And, um, they thought that, uh, since Kofi had been a baby face for so long that they wouldn't boo him. And so to me, I was like, no, like, we're in control of that. Like, I guarantee you, if, like, we went to Vince McMahon and I was like, if, if you give us, if you give me a microphone four weeks in a row, I guarantee you that they'll boo Kofi Kingston. And he was like, you really believe in this that much? I said, yes, I, I believe that I can do it. And, um, and he goes, four weeks. And if you don't do it in four weeks, what happens? I said, if I don't do it in four weeks, you've got 60 dudes in developmental that deserve this spot more than I do. He's like, so... I can send you home and get rid of you. I was like, then you, I was like, you should, if I can't do it, if I can't make good on this, then I don't deserve to be here. He's like, all right. That was high stakes. Yeah. Well, like at, at that point, I feel like I had done everything that I could do. And I still wasn't, um, I was, I wasn't getting opportunities on TV. Like, I, I was like, Oh, but you know, like I know how to wrestle. Like I've got like crazy hair. Like my gear is really cool. Like I've done everything like that. Quote unquote, you're like supposed to do. Uh, but you realize that, doing what you're supposed to do only gets you so far. Mm -hmm. You you can't go down swinging somebody else's punches. You have to swing your own punches. So like, if it wouldn't have worked, I wouldn't be one of uh, the people who, whether you get fired from like any job, you know how you hear some people get fired and they just complain about the job. And it's like, sometimes like, when does personal responsibility come into play? Like, what did you do to not advance yourself enough? That's a super powerful mindset to have. Yeah, I feel like it's, and like I said, it took me a long time to get there. And it wasn't until my friend kind of kicked me in the face and told me that. And so, uh, so it's like finally did everything. And, and, uh, like at week three, they booed Kofi a little bit. And after that, 
we were, we were cool. Like, uh, they told us, okay, cool. We you guys are, are bad guys now. <laughs> and we just ran with it. And, uh, luckily it worked. It was just like, like you said, it was the, the ridiculous level, the ridiculousness level was at an all time high. Yeah. Cause we were just trying to go for like shock and awe and trying to see what we could get away with. And that's when we like acquired a trombone and it was just like, what, what is happening right now? And like I said, we just wanted to be a fever dream. And so, uh, luckily we, we got the opportunity to do that, but it was because we, we quit complaining and just took a risk. Cause like I said, if we would have swung this punch and got completely knocked out then it's like, okay, that's on me. I now know that I'm meant to do something else. Mm. But I think that sometimes, a lot of times, most of the time, uh, we as humans are, are it's, it's a scary thing to do. Yeah, it's, it's a leap of faith. And I think that it's, it's, it's harder to take a leap of faith in yourself than it is in something or someone else sometimes. Yeah. Because you realize you, you're the only one who can, who can own that. You know for the rest of your life, like this happened because I made this choice. And so you have to become okay with that before you're able to take that jump. Yeah, taking all responsibility on yourself is scary. And that's you see a lot of people like in jobs, they have shared responsibility, so they don't have to take mm-hmm. responsibility for failure. But it also means that if you take responsibility for yourself, you take responsibility in your success, mm-hmm. which is great. And this might be a little assumptive on, on my part, but I'm going to assume anyways. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> when was the point where you're like, I made it? Hmm. So I'm assuming that you've hit that point. And I think it's kind of fair to assume that to a certain degree, but where did that switch flip? Um, it's weird because that, that gauge moves. It moves around. So once, once New Day, once we had won the tag titles, it was like, okay, cool. I think like we've, we've, we've accomplished like one of the things that we wanted to do, but it's like, I feel like you have to, we're, we're in that mindset of, you have your this goal for yeah here's the switch that you flip like okay we made it but then like as soon as you get there it's like we want something else yeah. and there's like never satisfied and i think that's what what helps us continuously keep grinding and trying to think of new stuff um but like the first time i guess i feel that is probably probably when we won the titles for the first time at SummerSlam. but then we we were lucky enough to hold the titles for 483 days longest so, ever yeah and so that's that's not something that you think of as a kid. You're like, oh, I want to be the longest reigning tag team champion <laughs> in the history of the company. It's like, no, your goal is like, I want to be I, said just like this. I want to be a TV wrestler, like as a little kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so like even even just getting the the contract for the first time, that was like, okay, made it. Mm-hmm. And then you're in there for like two three months. You're like, okay, I didn't make it yet. I need something <laughs> else. And then like they, like I said, it keeps moving. So even even when we hit that, it was like, okay, we made it. And then at the same time, I was like but my YouTube channel needs more subscribers. <laughs> ah, ah. And then it turned into like, so for me, my, my goal for like making it now is like I was saying earlier, like bridging that gap between wrestling fans and video game fans. And literally just, I want the worlds to be so intertwined that they're one and the same. Yeah. Because we like video games because of storytelling, because of the love and the hard work people put into these games. And it's the same exact thing for wrestling. And so, once once that happens, then I'll say yes, I've made it. Hmm. I want so are everything. you great answer? That was a great answer. Are you developing? Um, it was a good answer. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, guys. You know, what? I like this podcast. <laughs> uh, so you said you're developing games, trying to, trying to, trying to. So we're it's it's very much in the process of infancy right now. Okay. So currently uh, looking for the right couple of developers, and also since I don't do that. 
I don't know exactly what I need. Yeah. So we're just kind of talking to random people about it. So if you're listening to this and you want to make sweet mobile games with me, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter <laughs> at Xavier Woods PhD. In your mind, in your mind's eye, where do where do those Wait, sorry, things? Sorry, sorry. You have a PhD? No. So oh, okay. okay, that's a long story. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I just had to throw that out there. It's okay. Do you want to? Do you want me to answer this one first, or answer this and come back to this? Um, whatever you want to do. Okay, I'll handle this one first. Okay. So almost had a PhD. So I've got two undergraduates, a master's, and I was at the dissertation phase for my PhD. And so uh, I was at the same spot in the dissertation for like two years. And all my previous professors, I was sending them my stuff. And they're like, why is this not going through? Like this experiment like works, like you should be done with this by now. It's like, yes, I know. And so then uh, the school that I was attending, which will remain unnamed because I cannot stand them. Um, <laughs> this was educational psychology yes, too, right? Yes, educational right? psychology, yes. Uh, we found out they were just holding students at that at that one spot because it was like X amount of dollars every three months hmm. to continue in that process. Oh. And so they would like pass a few people. So they'd say like, oh, you know, here's our certified PhDs. But then the other like 300 of us, we all like got together and we're like, what is happening? And we found out they were just doing it to like rake in money. Hmm. And so there was like a big hoopla about it. And a bunch of us ended up leaving the school. So when I went to transfer, um, the the new administrators for the new school that I was going to go to, they're like, okay, so you can only test out of like two or three classes. And then in order to get the degree from us, you have to have the majority of your credits from us. So it'll be another three and a half years. And you, like, you know everything already. Yeah. Uh, so it's literally like you can give us this money and we can give you the piece of paper in three and a half years. Or you can just be content with the fact that you like have the knowledge already. And at that point, like wrestling had kicked off, like New Day had kicked off, like the YouTube channel was kicking off. So you were wrestling during all this. Yeah. How did you find how do you find the time? To- <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh so so I started wrestling right out of high school. Um and then did all throughout college. So I went to Furman University in South Carolina. Um and I would at the time I didn't have a car at school, so on Friday nights, I would borrow one of my friend's cars and I would drive to wherever in the Carolinas I had to wrestle. Um, so kind of just like getting my name out there and everything. So by sophomore year, I was wrestling five nights a week and we did school Monday through Friday. So school every day. There was a place near our school where I'd wrestle Tuesday night. Right after class Friday, I would drive to wherever in the Carolinas, Friday, Saturday, wrestle Sunday morning, Sunday night, go back to school Sunday night for a class on Monday morning. So you must not sleep. No. So my favorite quote right now is sleep is the cousin of death. And I don't like that family. <laughs> so this is, it's just kind of, uh, what I've, uh, my parents told me if there's something that you want to do, it's not a sense of if you have the time, it's if you want to do it, you'll make the time. And so I liken that to, uh, I want to learn Japanese and I wanted to learn Japanese since I was a little kid. And my mom for Christmas, like eight years in a row, got me like how to speak Japanese CDs, how to speak Japanese books. Man, your weeb levels are like so much higher than I thought they were. <laughs> well, well, we'll check it. So now, now, so from the time I was a little kid to now, I'm 32 years old. I know like two words of Japanese. Oh, congratulations! Uh, thank you, thank you very much. So, domo arigato. Uh, not nani. Uh, <laughs> there, 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 yeah, there yeah. it is. <laughs> that's it, that's it. But like to to that point, me saying I want to learn Japanese, but not putting in any work to learn it, I have to come to terms with oh, I don't actually want to learn Japanese. I like the idea of possibly knowing Japanese. So it's like Mm -hmm. when you're, again, when you're real with yourself about stuff and you go, okay, I don't actually want this. But like wrestling is something that I actually wanted. Mm -hmm. So rather than joining a fraternity, rather than being there for parties, rather than having that full like quote unquote college experience, it's like, no, I I have other stuff to do. I'm here to get an education and I want to 
have a contract wrestling on TV before I graduate. Like that was the goal. And I got lucky enough to get one with a organization TNA like six mm. months before I graduated. Um, and it's funny cause my, I, I told my dad, I called him. I was like, I gotta, I gotta deal with TNA. He was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, yes, I did it. And he was like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you gonna do with school? Like you have to finish. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. But this was the goal. So ha ha ha. <laughs> and, uh, my, my best friend. So, uh, we, we dated in high school and the first time I met her dad, he looks at me and he goes, uh, so what do you plan to do with your life sir i want to be a pro wrestler oh okay yeah yeah what do you want to do to make money and it was like oh okay all right sweet so like we're real good friends and everything and so i saw him uh i had gone home like, like christmas break after i got in the the contract and i saw him at like Publix or supermarket and uh I'm like oh hey how's it going we're catching up everything because also what are you up to now i said ah it's funny. You should ask. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, for so since I was like 17. I was like, well, I actually got a contract to wrestle on TV. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'll go home and eat my shoes. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so just did it all throughout college. Got that deal. Um, wrestled around for a bit. Um, did my master's while I was with, uh, with TNA and then got signed to WWE did my master's, finished up my master's while I was with, w, while I was with WWE and started my PhD program. All the BS stuff happened. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's, it's weird because as much as we do travel, we don't have a lot of time at home. But when you start finding other things that you want to pursue, you find out that you, you do have the time. It's figuring out how to make it. So like, hmm. I've got, I have a kid at home. Really? He's almost two. And wow. so- like figuring out how to juggle that with like, okay, so I want to increase output on the YouTube channel and I want to do this and I got to work out and I've got to travel and then I got to come home and then I, there's a baby at the house that I have to go and try to, I have to make an attempt to be like super dad because I'm, I'm not there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's like, it's figuring out how to do it. So it's like, okay, so on Monday night after the show, I'll make sure that I try to get a bunch of sleep so that Tuesday I'll be effective for SmackDown and I can try to get a bunch of sleep again. So then when I get home on Wednesday, I can like hang out with him and then try to like not sleep and then catch up on like filming stuff. So he goes to bed. Then I'll go downstairs to the basement to my setup and film for YouTube or like get on Twitch, get up early, do stuff with him, like trying to find times to sleep that don't interfere with the stuff that we're trying to try to do in life, hmm. which is probably, probably not healthy, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> Have you tried like the, the power sleeping method where you, you're awake for four hours and you sleep for 20 minutes and you're awake for four hours and you sleep for 20 oh, minutes? Oh, I can't do it. No, that's I all can't. you, Nico. I try. I can't do that. I either. try. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mentally strong enough. <laughs> Hats off to you. No, you... I can't do it. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie tried to do it and it lasted like a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. that doesn't sound. No, I just need a solid eight hours. It's like, imagine okay. hanging out with your friends and be like, sorry guys, I have to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. Give me 20 minutes. So I'll be right. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of sleep on airplanes. So like I was saying earlier today, that flight from Atlanta to here out the whole time. And now I feel, I feel great. What's in your airplane survival kit? Ooh, so I have a. He's got it right here. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is my airplane survival kit. And as you see, this is my very dirty uh, string backpack. Uh, Saren, this is from Kuroko's No Basketball. (laughs) One of my favorite animes. So in my airplane survival kit, I have. My Switch. Nice. Are you big into Smash right now? Uh, Yes, but I'm also big into Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune on the Switch. Yes. It's a double pack. It's Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Wow. And so 
the goal for 2019 is to uh, me, the guy who's talking about Tyler Breeze, and there's a girl, Zelina Vega. So like, um, we we have a really good report, and we play Wheel of Fortune every once in a while. And so our goal is to get on Wheel of Fortune this year. Because when you watch Wheel of Fortune, it's never going off the air. Pat Sajak <laughs> is a total total G, and he's just the man and killing the show. Um, but you you have like the same kind of people on it all the time. But if we can get on there and just scream and yell at each other, that's all I want. <laughs> so you heard it here, Wheel of Fortune 2019. Oh, um, I, I didn't know you could play Jeopardy on there. That sounds like I might need to get a Switch now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Switch, wallet. Uh, right now, see, it's it's a condensed version because I was coming here. I've got mm. my sunglasses. Oh, cool. Um, the switch plug <laughs> and gum. That's it. This is my my survival pack. It's a solid survival pack. Got to. I mean, as long as the switch is in there, you're pretty much good. Pretty much. Because you can just walk through the airport and someone will be playing a switch somewhere. And you're like, hey, like you said, are you playing Smash? Okay, dope. Come get this Kirby work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to challenge you to a, a game after we're all done here. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Kirby's the only one I know how to play. You, you main Kirby, huh? Yeah, because of the, uh, what's it, the ad- adventure mode? Oh, yeah. So, start with in Spirits mode or yeah, Spirits adventure mode. mode, yeah. So, because I never played any other Smashes. Like, I'd play them for a little bit, but... I never got into them. I like watching people play them because mm-hmm. I, I watching someone who's good with ice climbers is just like is great because <laughs> there's everyone else is just infuriated. Um, but yeah, for this one, I was like, okay, let me actually sit down and like take the time and try to figure out how to play. And so like it's, I'm I'm not great, but I'm okay. I'm okay enough. All right, all right. Clint will just beat all of us. It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's another level. So Jake, I'm sorry to cut off your question. For no, like no, that was great. Minutes. No, that was that was great. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to ask my original question now because of what oh, you I'm brought sorry. up. But I'm going to actually, I'm going to ask uh, what it was like getting your first wrestling gig. I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit, but like I've literally, if somebody asked me, go out tomorrow, get a wrestling gig, right? I would, I, where would you even start? Like, well, I, I don't know. I got to work on these probably. Um, you know, I need to cut cut something about my shirt because I can't just go in there with. But like, where do you start? You want to be a wrestler? Where do you start? So you find a wrestling school. Okay. And so at the time, I was going to these wrestling shows. Um, like once a month, they would do shows near my house. Uh, my mom calls me and she goes, "Austin, there's wrestlers at Walmart." I'm like what? So I like kicked up out of the bed and I was at my buddy's house and we jumped in the car, drove over there, and there's these two guys sitting there and uh, they're like, "Yeah, we're having a we have this thing called US Play." Mm-hmm. It's like a like a Dave and Buster's E type place. Okay. Like, yeah, we're having a show at the US play across the street and they're gonna be a hardcore match, so bring whatever weapons you want. And it was like, oh <laughs> and so I didn't know about independent wrestling at that point in my life. I just knew WWE and WWF and ECW. I didn't know that there was like any other like I had no clue how to get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to these shows. Um the first time we go and they said bring a weapon, all we had in the trunk, we like, we had a baseball bat for some reason. A uh, wooden baseball bat, and so yeah, yeah like of course, do. yeah. Like and so uh, we brought that in, and we gave like throw it to them during the match, and afterwards, like stayed afterwards, and the, the, all the guys signed it for me and everything, and uh, go to these every every single month. And I was in band, and so we had um, some concert or something, and so I showed up to the show late. So I pulled up on like speed there, I pulled in the parking spot. I'm in my like tuxedo with like my cummerbund and bow tie and stuff, and I like bust into the room, and it's just in time for like the main event. And like the the heel, the bad guy, like looks, and he like goes like this because he sees in my hand I've got the bat, 
And this is like, it's like a like weird movie situation. I like got close enough and like threw the bat like a javelin and he caught it and started beating up the good guy with it. <laughs> and the, the announcers were screaming like, oh no, the Batman's here. <laughs> and everyone's just booing him and me. And I'm just like, yes, in this cummerbund and bow tie, 16 years old, like, yeah. And so, um, wait, so you were in the show? No, no, you were just I was fan. just a fan, but like I was there every month and I'd always bring this bat. Okay. And so like they would always use it. And so like he knew like, oh, he'll, this kid will probably play around. Yeah. So like I toss him the bat and he's like, ah, just beating him with it. And In my mind, just, it's like a perfect spiral. Oh, yeah. That just like a perfect javelin spiral. Oh, 100% was. Definitely. <laughs> 100%. Um, and so after that show, the guy who was in charge of the organization came out to me and he was like, um, you seem like you want to do this. And I was like, I very much want to do this, sir. Please, please. <laughs> he goes, well, I'm starting a school in the next few months. Here's my information. If you want to try it out, give me a call. And so long story short, go up there, we train. And he is, uh, his name's Rob Adonis. One of the nicest humans I've ever met. He was like, he's my wrestling dad. And so he taught me how to talk to wrestling promoters, how to get booked on shows. He taught me always have your wrestling notebook with you. So um, any idea that you have, you will forget it if you don't write it down. Mm-hmm. So I have a book that I started in, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm horrible with time and years. Uh, so whatever, whatever year I started training. So. Yeah. So I have that book still. It's in my wrestling bag mm. and I write in it fully like I wrote in all the way through and now it's flipped upside down. I'm writing in it backwards. Hmm. Um, but it's got like every wrestling idea I've ever had any idea for like moves for gear. Like my first set of gear is drawn out in there hmm. so I can go back and see that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, you just learn how to essentially you learn how to not die <laughs> doing <laughs> wrestling and learn how to like not break people uh, apart. And then you kind of go out into the wrestling world. And he always taught me like when you go to a show, go to it for the first time without talking to anybody without talking to the promoter without talking to the other wrestlers just go and watch it and just see what the show's like and see what you would want to do see where you might fit in the show see who you might want to wrestle in the show afterwards go in the back talk to the promoter and say hey you know what i wrestle i'm from blah 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 blah. i train with this guy that guy um and see if they'll let you be on the show the next week and so that's that's what i did i would like i said when i would leave school i would find a show on the internet i'd look something up and at that point we had no gps we just had like map quest so i'd print out the map quest directions <laughs> of course drive to wherever uh, i was going and i'd be by myself just sitting in the corner watching wrestling shows at like 17 years old like oh that guy looks good i want to wrestle him oh man i want to talk to that guy <laughs> and uh then i just go talk to everybody and just try to learn everything i could and so um so i was wrestling in north georgia and the carolina and south carolina and so what happens is you find your places that you're wrestling and you try to become like known there. And then you go one town over, you become known there. Then you go one more town over and you become known there. And you're trying to just expand your your name and your reach until finally, okay, you feel like you've done enough stuff where you start sending your th- stuff to like places in New York, places in uh, Wyoming, places in California. Or you want to go to Mexico, send something down there, a resume, CDs with your uh, matches on it, something. And it's legit just like any other job. You send out a resume and... um and then hopefully you, you just get to keep bouncing around that people know you in enough places and then you create enough buzz and then a larger company goes, hey, we want you to work for us. And so uh, I was lucky enough to, to get that to happen. Wow. Wow. So it's, it's a little bit like, um, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of that in music. There's a little bit yep. of that in martial arts, mm-hmm. you know, just this, yeah, this, I guess the, the grassrootsness of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's nice. I think maybe that insulates a little bit of the creativity too from from uh, like being prey 
corporate prey. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can, you can come up, you can, you can develop relationships with people in the sport on your own. Yeah. Naturally. You can come up with person personas naturally. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's a, like you said, so it's, it's the fully created by you. You're, you're, you're the talent. You are the marketer. You are the social media director. You are the PR agent. Like you're, you're everything for yourself at that point. And then yeah. hopefully you get to a point where you are part of like a larger business and you can kind of like shed some of those things and spend your time doing working more directly just on the creative, the, on the, on the creative stuff. So then more of your energy can go there. But, uh, but yeah, it is, it's definitely a, a grind and a hustle. So very, yeah, very similar to music, uh, very similar to something like, like boxing. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're in these smaller arenas. So for us, we wrestle in like, uh, VFW halls, like the old mm. school, like veteran halls. So, or like high school gyms. Uh, I wrestled on a baseball field before, <laughs> like a like a little league baseball field. Really? You know, it's like anywhere. I've wrestled in strip clubs um, <laughs> to the point where, so I was, I think I was 18, and the guy running the show, he got me from the locker room, put his hands over my eyes, and walked me to the ring because he's like, I'm not getting in trouble for having an, like a non 21 year old person in here. It's like, rest, rest, wrestle and get out. And I'm like, okay. It's like two in the morning. That's so wholesome. Yeah. Right. So like, you just you you were you just wrestle wherever you can, trying to trying to create a name for yourself, trying to create a buzz, trying to learn. So it's a uh, it's, it's it's a grind. How long have you been doing your game show for? Up up down down. Uh, I'm bad with time, but I think uh, it'll be by this E3. It'll be four years. Hmm. So E3 is like our birthday. That was our launch. Um, and that was very, uh, specifically planned. So then I could always get off to go to E3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've been doing that for, for that long and, uh, met a ton of awesome people along the way got to do a bunch of cool stuff. And, uh, the fun part about it for me is like learning how to do things. So, mm-hmm. um, learning like what microphones are good, learning about like XLR stuff and learning about shotgun microphones and then, Ooh, omnidirectional microphones and cameras and oh, this webcam is good. Oh, now I've got a Canon ADD to film my like video on demand stuff. It's like, I like learning all that stuff because for me, uh, learning things is, is where I feel like I'm, like I'm growing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like I said before, uh, doing stuff on Twitch now, now I'm learning Twitch. So last night I just found out that you could put uh, a Spotify panel so that people that are watching you on Twitch know what like your recently Spotify music is. And it's like, mm. oh, that's really cool. And so um, it's just, I, I love all the gaming stuff because there's so many facets of it that I, I don't yet know about like the streaming and about the YouTube aspect of it um, that like I'm still, I'm constantly learning new stuff. And that's like probably the most fun thing about it for me. Okay, that's cool. You mentioned, so you have that backpack from uh, an anime. Mm-hmm. Do you watch a lot of anime? I do. I do. I I haven't been able to watch as much mm. as I would like to uh, recently. So like I, what got me back into it? I was like in a rut and then I got deep into, um, I started rewatching Yu Yu Hakusho okay. because that's my favorite anime of all time. I think it's the most perfectly crafted and well-ended anime. So when they're like, oh, we're making new episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho. I was like, I'm equally excited <laughs> and terrified at the same time. Um <laughs> So I was re-getting back into that, and then I saw, um, uh, what is it, A Prince of Tennis? Okay. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. So it's just like, I, 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 I'm not big into sports at all, but for some reason sports anime really gets me, because then they're like, oh, he's got the snake attack, and it's like they're explaining the technicalities of how this could happen in real life, but they're turning him into a snake, and he's like doing <laughs> weird stuff, and so I got deep into that, and I was like, okay, I need to get back on my anime grind, so I got into that, which got me eventually into uh, what I... Really love uh, Kuroko's No Basketball. So if you don't know that anime, 
uh, Kuroko is uh, such a non-personality. He's like so boring that they forget he's on the court. So he's really good at passing. <laughs> and so like, that's totally up my alley. Cause I'm a, I'm a huge sidekick guy. Like I, Krillin's my dude. Tails is my guy. Kuroko is the ultimate sidekick to me. Cause uh, so he's paired with the guy on the team who he's got, he's big, he's strong, he's fast, he can dunk. And so his whole thing, he's like, you're the light and I'm the shadow. The brighter you shine, the bigger I am. And I was like, oh, <laughs> friendship. <laughs> and so like that kind of stuff sticks with me a lot. Um, is there a wrestling anime? Uh, yes. Uh, what is it? Um, what is it called? It's going to bother me. I can't remember, but yes, and it's really good. Uh, but it's based in uh, the, so our, there's another company, wrestling company called New Japan. Mm-hmm. And so it's based with those characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like <laughs> super incredibly jealous that, I wasn't able to be a part of it because it's not my wrestling company. <laughs> but it's like really good. That's cool. Yeah, I just finished My Hero Academia on Ooh, Hulu. Nice. That was great. I gotta watch season three still. Season three's good. I know, shame. Did he shame. watch the new Attack on Titan season? No, so I got, I got halfway through season two. Season two's not good. Yeah. Season three is it excellent. Was, it was hard to get through. Yeah. And I like season one so much. Season one's like, in my opinion, the best, one of the best anime it's incredible. Series has ever made, or seasons ever made. Yeah. Incredible. Just that first thing where at the end of the first episode, when you see the thing eat his mom, I was like, yeah. what is this is incredible. <laughs> what? I love this. Yeah. Uh, well, season like, so yeah, season two of Attack on Titan. We're sorry, Jake, we're just going real deep here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, no, yeah, you guys are on it. I mean, season two was kind of like this like little filler season yeah. to buy them time for season three. Okay. And season three is excellent. Like every episode, something's happening. And like, I never got into the show Lost because I knew Ooh. that I was just getting dicked around the whole time. Yeah. Some people loved it. I didn't. Yeah. Um, and I was worried that that was happening with Attack on Titan. Like they're just throwing all this mystery at you. <laughs> no, every single thing there's an answer to. Every single thing oh. plays out in a great way. And just, yeah. So season three is worth checking out. Okay. I think you'll dig it. I got to jump back in. Yeah. Cause like season two, I was watching it and it's like, it's one of those things like you don't want to say like, I don't know if I like this anymore because yeah. it's because so, it's so good. But yeah, I just I just kind of fell off started watching um, Food Wars and <laughs> Food Wars is that might be that might be a perfect anime. It's Food so Wars. good. I'm gonna check it out. You, oh, you haven't seen it? No. It's okay. So uh, cut this out if you need to, but I'll just say it. So uh, it's essentially an anime about people. It's like it's Iron Chef the anime. Okay. But people can cook so well that essentially when you eat their food, you come. <laughs> that's essentially the anime and like once you once you see it you'll get it but i'm assuming all the foods like lovingly like rendered in oh detail. yeah it, yeah like i don't i don't like most food but i want to eat everything that they make on the show what is with like japanese culture and like drawing painting or sculpting food i don't know but it's great like final fantasy 15 so good yeah oh <laughs> oh I would I would cook just to see the the meals. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like they spent like half the graphics budget on just like executing yeah. like the, the most beautiful ramen yeah. dish and the PS4 real time graphics can handle. <laughs> um, yeah, so so Food Wars is really good. Uh, another one I'm really into is uh, Case Closed. Hmm. So it's uh, it's, a, it's like a it's like Law and Order the anime, but this guy who was really good. He was a really good high school detective. He got shot with this dart and it turned him into a little kid. <laughs> And so <laughs> for like 30 seasons, he's still a little kid, but he's this amazing detective. And it's just like some of, some of them are two parts. So they'll like go to like a party, somebody dies, and then they got to figure out everything. By the end of it, they explain everything that happened. And you're like, oh, they're so smart. This is so good. So I love a good murder mystery. Huh. Let's check that out. Have you seen Devil Man Crybaby? 
on Netflix. No, I heard I need to watch it. I didn't think that it was a real thing because of the name. Yeah, it's a real thing. I was like, Devil, Devil Man Crybaby does not sound real no, at all. It's because he's always, he's always crying because he's committing so much violence. <laughs> yeah he's like a really sensitive dude but he has he has to murder and he just he just he cries because of it but he, you know it's these beautiful demons he's killing but he has to do it because no it's, way I might, I might yeah see there we go yeah, now you're gonna go. I'm gonna write have, that one have you seen the one I cannot remember the name of it but I saw like an ad for it but it looks it was like a 45 second like ad and it looked like it's high school kids playing some sort of game where you put your finger in a guillotine and it's like a Russian roulette but with a guillotine so if you Get chopped, you lose a finger. Oh wow! It looked awesome. I'm very much into dark animes. Yeah. So well, then you're gonna like Devil Man Cry. Baby. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is it like a um? What is it? Uh, um, it's the one where you write the names in the book. Oh, uh, Death Note. Death Note. Yeah. Kind of. It's basically the premise behind Devil Man Cry Baby is that um, there's demons living among us, like mm. hidden as people, uh, and this this demon infects this guy. Um, who's just like an innocent, sweet kid, and then he gets infected with this demon, but for some reason he can control the demon. So as everybody else, like when they get infected with the demon, they become the demon. He ends up being able to harness this demon's powers, and he's basically, be, like, it's his mission to oh, then so, kill all the other demons. So he has to do it, yeah. but he hates it, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, it becomes a really well-executed, like, piece on, like, intolerance and, like, learning to communicate with other people over disagreements yeah. rather than just, like, killing everybody. Yeah. Um, but, like, the animation style is crazy. They have this... Everything's always set to like this weird, like driving, like house techno beat. Like when anything's getting really bloody and violent, it's just like, like in the background. And it's like this weird, great pairing that, you know, you get with the music and the animation. But yeah, it's, uh, it's also one of those things where at like, I think there's like 10 or 12 episodes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just a quick side tangent. I was watching this on the airplane when I was coming back from my honeymoon with me and my wife. Mm -hmm. There's lots of boobs and lots of blood. And like we're sitting there, we have to like hide my iPad so that like yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is walking the by the family like, behind you. Like, yeah, it's like what, what are you doing? watching? Little kid just like oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually that got me so okay. I was big into Jackie Chan movies mm-hmm. when we would go to Blockbuster. So uh, the way that our Blockbuster was set up when like the martial arts movies ended, anime started. Mm-hmm. That's how I got into anime because I finished watching all those movies, and the first thing was Akira. Oh. Just walked a little too far down the aisle. Yeah, dude, Akira, what a good like starting. Incredible, anime. but like for like an eleven year old, <laughs> and that was the first time like when he saw like boobs drawn. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> yep. I mean, that was Ninja Scroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I Ninja Scroll. My God, just I mean, the scene. Was, yeah, when when you when the person walks in to talk to the guy and he's he's busy. Yeah, he's busy. I, I'm watching that as like a living room. Like, what is happening? This is. Well, I can just watch this. This is this is cartoons now. But like for my parents, like they didn't know. Yeah, it was like, oh, he's just watching Japanese cartoons. I'm like, ha, 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 yes, I am. That's all it is, mom and dad. Um, but uh, yeah, Akira, Akira is what really hooked me in. I got to show you my Kaneda styled one wheel. I did a. I did so I have a one wheel, and I style stylized it like Kaneda's motorcycle. Did all the, I replicated all the uh, stickers and everything? Yes. Put them on the top. Please, yeah. I need to see this. Well, once the podcast oh is God. over. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. Uh, just to tell a random story. So you're talking about that being on the airplane watching mm-hmm. it. So do you guys watch Steven Universe? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Steven Universe is is yeah, I'll say it. Steven Universe might be the no, not might. Steven Universe is the greatest animated show of all time. Wow. I will say that. I will say that. Okay. Wow. I know. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Thank you. And <laughs> and I say that because 
whether you are a child, a teenager, or an adult, Steven Universe will hit you somewhere and it will hit you very hard. <laughs> so it's the story of this kid and he lives with these like three like alien women, essentially, and his mom is gone. His dad's still around. His dad is a human. I, I don't want to spoil it. Let me say. Okay, so he's he's finding things out about his mom as you go along, but he's he's a little kid. He's like eight or nine, I think. And um, as he's finding things out, you you as an adult watching this realize, oh my God, he doesn't have the chance to actually be with his mom, but he finds these things out about himself and his mother and his mother's friends and about his dad through these things that his mom left him that will become so important to him as he moves into adulthood. So like that hits you as an adult, but as a kid, you're watching these things and you're learning these lessons. Cause remember how like DuckTales and stuff, Darkwing Duck, mm -hmm. it's the only show that taught you how to be, how to manage time while being a superhero <laughs> and a single dad. What? So essentially you translate that. How do you hold a job and be a single dad? As a kid, you watch that, you say, oh, he's really stressed, but he's trying his best. So as a kid, you go, oh, dad's really stressed, but he's trying his best. As, a, as an adult, you go, oh, this is what the kid is feeling. So like you're getting something out of it. Steven Universe is the same thing for kids all the way up to adults. But to get to the point, I was watching an episode on, on the plane and I'm sitting there with my phone. I got my headphones in and there's an episode where he, he obtains like this video of his mom and she's talking to him, giving him like this very like heartfelt message. And the way that's written, it's not written like to make you feel these emotions or to make you cry. It's just written in like a real way. And so I'm watching this and I am, I am losing it. <laughs> like, I'm not like, like a little bit crying. I'm like, <gasps> are you in the middle seat too? No, I'm, I'm on the edge of the okay. window. But I'm like, <gasps> like I'm, I'm crying loud on like an international flight loud. And so the woman next to me, she taps me. She goes, are you, are you okay? Cause like my phone's kind of turned, you can see it. She's like, are you okay? And her daughter, I don't know how old she was. Maybe early teens. She goes, mom, he's watching Steven universe. You wouldn't get it. No way. And I was like, thank you. And then I looked at her and she goes, it's the tape episode. And I was like, it's the tape episode. God, uh, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Man, that girl saved you. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm going to have to check it out now. You got, got me hooked. I, I, if, if there's anything that I recommend, it's Steven universe. Like I, I cried when I met the woman who made it. Oh, because I wasn't ready to meet her. I turned around, she was right there, and instantly I started crying. She's like the embodiment of Didn't she get her love. start with Adventure Time? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just just very good. Just just a, like people with good hearts. It makes me feel good about stuff. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so wholesome. This is the most wholesome podcast. <laughs> this has been the most wholesome. Well, let's, let's... What usually happens? Like this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, I got to, I got to. A rounding, a rounding out question here. Okay. Okay. Um, so you were, you're a professional wrestler. You're, can I call you a professional gamer? Uh, uh, you can do you call make me money a, playing video games. I do. So and you're a professional yes. gamer, but okay. Well, fair. let me just, re let me <laughs> rephrase. Fair. Let me rephrase. You have a, you have a successful YouTube channel where part of what you do is play games on that yes, channel. I, I actually need a name for this. I want to be like a, a video game promoter. Hmm. That's first ever. Yeah. 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 There we go. That sounds good. Um, so that's, well, that leads into my question. I mean, it seems like, you know, you growing up, you had these two childhood dreams, video games, wrestling, you made time for them. You put the work into them. You contributed something new to the sport that you're in to get to where you are. Um, 
so what's next for you? What are you in an ideal universe? What, what would you like to do next? So I've like half talked about this and I can't fully talk about it because it's like hopefully coming to fruition at some point. We're in the, uh, creating a pitch phase. Okay. There is a TV show that we're trying to create that would be very beneficial for people who enjoy video games. Hmm. And I can't really talk about it because if I do, someone will with more means will steal the idea <laughs> and then I'll have to go to jail right. because I that, will, be I will fight them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what's next. A, a video game related television show that hmm. will hopefully be on a cool network. That'd be cool. And that's, that's what I will say about that. That's awesome. All right. All right. <laughs> There's these sly looks happening while you're alluding to what's happening here. Um, do you have anything else, Nico, that you wanna that you wanna jump on here? Yeah, I just want to jump on the fact that we never said One Punch Man was really good and talking Ooh. about anime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That mm-hmm. season two is coming out in like two months. What really got me about that was that last fight, because like even though he's like fighting, he still like it's the same thing. Like you think like oh man, he's met his match. Like no, One Punch. No, he hasn't. <laughs> 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 yep. Okay, cool. That's uh, yeah. that's all I have to say. It's been on my mind for like about ten minutes here. I was like, I gotta say One Punch Man at some point. <laughs> no, Austin. I mean, it's been an honor having you on. Thanks for for coming on the show. I and, appreciate uh, you guys. You're an inspiration me. to many. So keep doing it and keep keep doing the good work, man. I can't wait try. to see what you do next. I'm gonna try. We'll see. We'll see if anything. <laughs> It'll be I'm uh, very confident that things will go well. It'll be. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Of course. You bet. And uh, just want to remind people, Up, Up, Down, Down on YouTube. Check mm-hmm. out Austin's gaming channel. Mm-hmm. And your Twitch is? Twitch.tv slash Austin Creed. There and it is. If you want to check me out on Instagram and Twitter, at Xavier Woods PhD, do that. Follow me on all social media accounts. Follow me on all accounts. Do it. Do it now. Subscribe to our channel too, please. Yes, subscribe here. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to this. And you meet more sweet people. Well, I only, I say more. That's if you thought I was a sweet person. You'll meet sweet people, not me, if you didn't think I was sweet. Thank you for listening. To watching this. Steven Universe, you guys wouldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Once again, huge thanks to Austin for coming out on the Corridor cast. If you guys uh, haven't seen him on SmackDown, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, also on YouTube at Up Up Down Down or on Twitch. Uh, so just huge thanks. What a great dude and had a ton of fun talking to him. Um, again, if you guys aren't subscribed to the Corridor cast, I would highly recommend it. We release these episodes every week and they are free and they always will be.